band out there, and you're listening, you suck. I just want to let you know that that the little bit of reverb that you want in your monitor, okay, that's not going to make up for the fact that you suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it might make it 1% better. I mean, 1, <laughs> 1%, 2% total. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we played we played dozens of concerts with with no monitors. With well, yeah, that was that poor, was the old school rock and roll. That was old school rock and roll. What happened? You, what happened to rock and that old time? You see these? Yeah, you see ACDC, Queen. They're on stage blowing their eardrums out with stacks of speakers behind them. Nothing in their ears. If you're not <laughs> deaf by the time you're 42, you haven't rocked hard enough. As far as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm pretty sure I have mild tinnitus. Um, a, a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a little bit. But you know, I almost uh, I need the white noise machine to help me sleep, so it's almost just like a little white noise. Oh yeah, <laughs> does that work for you? <laughs> I mean, I, uh, better than not having it. Okay, yeah, I know. I know yeah. a couple people who like uh, who have kind of yeah the sleeping sleeping sounds. Yeah, various yeah. Kinds. I put it on the rain. The rain setting. That's yeah, nice soft, soft shower. Is it with a little like a? Is it like rainforest rain? So then you get like a little like oh, kind of in the background, <laughs> or like a little a, no, a cricket, <laughs> a no. cricket going. They have a cricket setting if you want that. Oh yeah, like a nighttime, <laughs> nighttime pasture. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I like nighttime that. Nighttime on the countryside. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if I could go back, I would have, uh, I would have made. Uh, a, a YouTube channel, um, just with like sleeping sounds, sleep aid sounds. Because by now, I feel like if you do it now, it would just get lost in the shuffle of all the other YouTube channels. But if I had started it in like 2009, by now, I'd, you know, just hundreds of millions of listens. You know, you'd be up at the top. Your channel would be up at the top. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you could probably say that for any niche thing. If you were the first, you would be there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If we if if we had started this podcast, uh, you know, when podcasts started, yeah, we'd be the premier wrestling podcast. We'd be the top wrestling podcast on the planet. Yeah, I mean, Dude, by now we'd be celebrities of our own. We'd be like fucking uh, Conrad Thompson and those other we'd, we, hacks. We yeah, hacks, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> we'd be just like yeah. Conrad. And we, I think and, he's married. To and Rick exactly, Rick that's what I was gonna say. We would be in the we would be in the Flair family by this point. Our, yeah. our entire lives would have been so incredibly different had we started the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast in 2008. <laughs> but that's not the case. It's 2022, baby. My name is Cameron Osborne. I'm sitting here. His name is Mike Shepard. The Shoot. And uh, we're on the road again. Oh, baby, we're on the road again. Uh, of course, we're talking about the road. We're on the road again. Of course, we're talking about the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> we got a big show for you, uh, for all of you this week, um, because WrestleMania still what a month now away? April, early April. It's coming fast, and 
And uh, I mean, we're on the road to revolution as well. A whole nother big pay-per-view. So the wrestling world. I mean, they even added a roadblock. NXT's getting roadblocks. So there you go. The road is not complete without a roadblock. Yes, roadblock, of course. Is that is, Now, is that on top <laughs> of uh, the... Um, that's just what they're calling next week's episode of NXT. That's just what they're calling next week's episode. Of course, we are still, I'm pretty sure, scheduled to get a uh, a, a takeover. It's going to be Yeah, at, this is the roadblock to the takeover. It's going to be at 10.30 a.m., uh, <laughs> as we all know, on Mania Weekend. I don't Saudi know, time. Now, I don't know if you have looked around the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area on Mania Weekend. It is insane. Uh, multiple... Uh, GCW shows uh, also going on. Of course, there's kind of like, you know, there's always that, that access, that like WrestleCon is also happening. It's turning out to be an insane uh, weekend, I think, all around. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, before pre-COVID years, this would what it would be. Every WrestleMania week would be like, a, pardon the term, a convoy of wrestling sorts. Hmm. Just kind of. Yeah, tons of shows. You have all these little things. I mean, bar bar hopping through Mania weekend. Yeah, you never know which uh, superstars you'll run into, legends of old and familiar faces, things like that. You never know. You never know. I mean, I guess it's only a matter of time before, uh, you know, Impact or AEW throws a show, uh, you know, in and around the area. In and around the weekend, you know, like on the Thursday I mean, or something. Like, well, what's Rampage doing that Friday? That yeah, that is a that is a good question. That is a good question. What's Rampage? Friday in Texas, the day mm. before WrestleMania. Who knows? But we'll get to all that and more uh, because we've just got too much. This, this is the wrestling world; it never stops. So let's get into the podcast uh, the way that we normally kick off the show, and that's by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the tweet of the week. Um, now, podca- uh, this tweet of the week champion goes out to now two-time um, tweet of the week champion uh, uh, Nina Friedman. Mina or Nina? Nina, N I N A, Nina Friedman. Who is Nina that? Friedman. Well, none other than Mr. Maxwell Jacob Friedman's own mom. Now, if you can recall, <laughs> there was a show uh, like a year ago. She she held she held a great sign, and that was enough to do it. She tweets out to the world, "Wow, Max, I started to lose hope that you would ever be a decent human being again. I am very proud of you for last night. You reminded every kid out there that they can be anything they set their mind to. Today, <laughs> I am a proud mom." Wow. Nina Friedman, nice. now two-time Tweet of the Week champion, um, <laughs> making her the only uh, mom of wrestler. She she's walking away with the you know this kind of like specific category, mom of wrestler, to win awards. Now she's tied uh, with the likes of um, you know Vince Russo, uh, Lacey Evans, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. She's uh, she's up wow. there with them. The, some legends. Yeah, Sue, if you're listening, you got competition here. Now, Driving a minivan ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> now Sue by far has the most television appearances out of a mom. Uh, you know, because she, <laughs> she she was on TV for like a two months straight. Oh, yeah. It felt like. Uh, I mean, she became a, a, a character on the show. She was there. Yeah, it, in her it, minivan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Nina, 
Mama Friedman, uh, you are our uh, <laughs> Brandon Tweet of the Week champion. Congratulations. And the, the stealing the Tweet of the Week championship from your own son. <laughs> your own flesh well, your own flesh and blood. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family, right? Uh, <laughs> congratulations to everyone. Um, so let's get into our wrestling week then. Shall we? Uh, let's get into. So we were ha- we had our last show on Friday, um, while uh, wrestling action was happening. So let's get into some WWE action. Of course, we're talking about some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, was this? I guess this was, was coming off Elimination Chamber this, for them. This would <clears throat> have, this would have been the fallout from the chamber. Yeah, so we got Michael Cole in the ring to interview Ronda Rousey, who gets a huge reaction from the crowd. Tons of cheers, chants. Uh, she kind of talks about her three-year break from WWE, which that flew right by. Three years, Three eh? Years. Shit, we've That's been doing this said. show for a long time then. <laughs> yeah, uh, but in that time, she had her daughter, and uh, she got herself back into shape, ready to come back, win the Rumble. And now she looks forward to tapping out Charlotte at WrestleMania. So Flair comes out to respond, just says, nah, I'm going to tap you out. Uh, and Sonya Deville, she was standing there. She cheap shots Ronda from behind, but Rousey's <laughs> able to toss her away. <clears throat> and Ronda stands tall at the end. And afterwards, backstage, Adam Pierce tells Sonya, enough of this shit. Next week, you're fighting Ronda one on one. Ronda. Um, yeah, a bit of a clunky open for me, just because I feel as though Ronda isn't. She, Ronda Rousey's not quite there on the microphone. And taking yeah. taking all that time off, maybe we forgot um, that you know. And, and I think playing being a heel, I've, I've never done this in my life. I feel like being a heel has to be easier than being a babyface. <laughs> uh, I've I've never done it in my life, and I could not tell you if that's true. But I, you know, I feel as though you know what I'm saying. It's it must it must be easier to get people to hate you than get people to like you. And for the baddest woman on, she's the baddest woman on the planet inside the ring. No questions asked, but, um, you know, manager, maybe. Um, can you think? Yeah. Can you think of somebody back in the day who was booked to be so incredibly physically dominant, but then never spoke? Can in in maybe you know old the WWE, WCW, anyone like that that you can think of? I mean, uh, Andre the Giant didn't talk that much. Mm-hmm. Andre didn't talk that yeah. much. I mean, hell, I would even think of you know kind of pre SummerSlam Brock. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Like Paul Heyman level Brock, right? Who's booked to be a top-notch I mean, talent, but says two words occasionally. Yeah. I think Heyman with Rousey would be a pretty cool pairing. If, yeah. If he wasn't busy. Or, uh, I don't know, even someone like Malcolm Bivens. Call him up. He's got, he's a good talker. I know he's got the diamond mine thing going on. But, you know, yeah, yeah they, it's, it's exactly that. Yeah, so... um yeah, we'll see the match next weekend though. Ronda Rousey on free television. That's got to that's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Good for Sonya. Big match up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, either way, even if the promo wasn't that hot, the crowd certainly reacted to Ronda. So yeah, she's gonna she's get, got that going. For she's her. gonna get it wherever she goes. Yeah, for the most part, there'll be there might be a couple cities that'll be snarky. Who knows? <clears throat> well, I, uh, I guess if we show up um, in uh, where's Charlotte from? North Carolina, I guess for anywhere close to North Carolina. 
I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going. But anyway, so let's go to Los Lotharios taking on Big E, Kofi Kingston, who come out driving on this uh, mini ATV. Or maybe it was a regular size and it just looks small with Big E on it. Yeah, but. I think that's what it was. It was a normal-sized <laughs> ATV. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. They rode, drove it down. I wonder. And hopefully that was electric. That gas indoors can't be good. But... Anyways, match itself was fine. Garza's in control. Uh, Kofi climbs the top rope. And then Big E hops back onto this ATV and he's threatening to run over Umberto. So this distracts uh, Garza and allows the New Day to hit the midnight hour. Get the win. Yeah, remaining, uh, <clears throat> I guess, the, the, do- the, uh, the dominant tag team here in, uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, I guess besides the Usos. I guess besides uh, the Usos. Yeah, still no sign of Xavier anywhere. Uh, who knows? Is he hurt or he something? Knows. He was. <clears throat> or he did get hurt. Uh, yeah, like right around the Royal Rumble time, he got pulled from the Rumble. Right, 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 right. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, but we are finally getting Zia Lee making her long-awaited debut here, taking on Natalia. And they just kind of go back and forth for a bit. Uh, the crowd started chanting something. I couldn't understand. I don't think it had anything to do with the match. But <laughs> I don't think they were, like, disinterested. I think something happened. And they were like, whoa, hey, that guy fell. I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe the WrestleMania <laughs> sign caught on fire or something. Right? Yeah. Who knows? Either way, Zia Lee hits the big spinning heel kick. Gets the nice win here. She so showed up before Veer did. Yeah, and, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I mean, this must have been like four months. I mean, uh, we saw her at least like appear on camera besides the promos. Like she showed up backstage or I think she showed up and kicked someone once. I don't know. Either way, hopefully she's here to stay. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, now she got the win over like the uh, the St. Peter of the women's division. Right. Get your <laughs> get your win over Natalia. Then we can move on. Yeah. Been there, done that. Got the T-shirt. That's what Aaliyah said. Mm. Uh, Sami Zayn comes out next, and he's all dressed up in his suit because he's celebrating the Intercontinental Championship win and says he's happy to defend against any and all comers. And that's when Johnny Knoxville interrupts. So we're not done. Uh, Crowd pops for him, and Sami tells him to leave, but Johnny says, hey, man, you just laid out a challenge to anyone, so let's do it. Uh, Sammy goes to leave, but then he cheap shots Knoxville, beats him up, hits him with a haluva kick. So it looks like we might be getting another celebrity at WrestleMania. Knoxville versus Sammy one on one. One on one, maybe? Is that making two celebrity matches? I can't I can't remember the last time we ever. Yeah. Years maybe. Two with maybe even a third coming. Who knows? Who would the third be? I don't know. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, th- this this, um, th- this was one of those like classic. Sami Zayn can make every anything work. Type type yeah. of segments, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where they go, but it looks like they're leading into this being a match. So. Yeah. Why the hell not? You know, Knoxville's still out there in the spotlight. <laughs> Jackass Forever still uh still um in the theaters. Yeah, and by then it'll probably be on the streaming platforms, so they'll be like, hey. Check it out on Paramount Plus. For all we know, there's a deleted scene uh, with Sami Zayn in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. 
but after that, we got Sasha Banks taking on Shotzi, who um, we go we go way too long between appearances here, and uh, poor girl didn't even get an entrance. I don't even know if the tank exists. Anymore. She got the jobber entrance. I think that this may have been. I don't, don't quote me on this. This may have been the first time we've seen Shotzi since the Rumble. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes me sad. I think she's got a lot of potential. But uh, Naomi comes out and to do some commentary. And yeah, we had a pretty decent match in the ring between these two. Sasha pulls out some new move. I don't know what it was. But it's like a super code breaker. And after that, she hits the backstabber, locks in the bank statement. Shotzi taps out. Yeah, that's just what it was. It was short. And we got, you know, between uh, the Johnny Knoxville segment, and then we kind of opened up with the segment. We, we we got a lot of segments this week. Uh, sort of felt like this this was the one match that was hurt, or was hurt the most because of the lack of time available. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the match that I would have wanted to have the most time. Yeah, give him 10 minutes. Let him have a fun match. Because also right now, Sasha's got... Um, no plans really. Well, right after the ring, uh, or right after the match, Naomi jumps in the ring and says, "Hey, Sasha." Or she doesn't even say. It. She's just like, "Hey, guys, you're looking at the next woman tag champs." And so then guess- my mind immediately. <laughs> so I'm watching this match because you you know two minute squash ish. You're like, okay, you got nothing going on. What 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 was the point of that? And then I guess the point was. So Naomi, Naomi can book her and Sasha into a tag yeah. team championship match. And then, like, my mind is doing these mental gymnastics because I have to go, like, wait, who are the champions again? <laughs> wait. Uh, like, I just so, I have so many oohs and ahs and ums uh, yeah. in one. In like, and, and the whole thing was, like, three minutes. Like, it, it wasn't even that long. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Naomi just kind of popped in. I don't know. I mean... I guess they weren't even sure Sasha was injured for a little bit, so they couldn't really make any big plans for WrestleMania. But, uh, yeah, tag title match. Make those belts relevant again for a month, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, it feels like, uh, what are their names? Vega and Carmella. It feels like they've been the champions for... Since, like, October, November? Really? Like that, that long? Shit. Seem, I don't know. Shit. Something like that. Uh, yeah, anyways, who knows? I feel bad. Shotzi, she was owed a tag title shot she never got. Her partner, Tegan Knox, got released. So maybe she'll find it. She, she got an opportunity? Multi. I don't remember that. They won a they won a match to they were supposed to get a shot and they never got it. Wow. Back when the champs were someone else. I don't remember. So long. Doesn't matter. Uh Drew McIntyre up next to take on Happy Corbin, who is apparently undefeated, they're telling me. I guess this this since he's called himself happy, like as happy as undefeated. That's what they're telling me. That's what huh. someone said on commentary. Uh, but before the match can even start, he just grabs a microphone and tells Drew, "Let's save this. This is a WrestleMania worthy match." Uh, then he talks about Madcap and says that man is an inspiration. After that terrible landing from uh, Saudi Arabia, he continued to fight. You deserve this rematch. But then Madcap's like, "Bro, my neck." But uh, him and Jor- him and Corbin just beat up Drew, and uh, we ended up getting Drew versus Madcap. And yeah, Moss is just selling his neck the whole time, and Drew picks him up, teasing that Alabama slam, the very move that almost killed him. But Corbin makes the save. Drew regains control, looks to hit the Claymore. 
Corbin jumps on the apron to distract him. Moss pokes Drew in the eye. Uh, hits a big DDT. But eventually Drew hits the Claymore anyways to get the win. So, yet again, he's defeated Madcap. Yep. In a, a much-anticipated rematch, I'm sure, to some. <laughs> but uh but yeah but, I mean, but I guess that means that Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin is the is the mania match. Why does it feel like every single Baron Corbin feud is stretched out for months and months? Like every single one. He's I swear he's never had a short feud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean uh, Drew McIntyre this whole thing I think he's just been kind of sucked into and I don't know. That's that's your WrestleMania feud. I'd be a bit disappointed if I was back. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still thinking. You know, it's like the plan is, or rather, if he's here on he was brought over to SmackDown probably for a reason, probably to eventually challenge Roman Reigns. Um, yeah. You know, and kind of post Mania into SummerSlam, that kind of thing. Yeah, that could definitely. Do I think yeah. he stands a chance? I don't really know. <laughs> Um, that being said, uh, yeah, I think they want to keep them like kind of hot and in our minds. I just think this feud is not hot no matter what. Very few Baron Corbin, (laughs) very, very few Baron Corbin feuds are hot. So it checks, it checks out. I mean, maybe they'll add a step. Who knows? I mean, I was cold going into that last match, and it gave me a moment I'll never forget. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mad wrestler Cat. of the week, Madcap Moss. <laughs> yeah, for unfortunate reasons. But anyways, let's move on. We've had enough of that feud for this week because we got Adam Pierce in the ring with a bunch of security. We're doing the contract signing for what they are calling the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. That's what's on the poster. Those words. I, I so <laughs> which I mean, there have been some big ones too. Yeah, I mean, we've had the greatest wrestling match a couple... That wasn't on WrestleMania, but that was just the greatest <laughs> wrestling match. This is the biggest wrestling match. Yeah, I don't know what the... Di- I, what's the difference? Hopefully, they'll tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, title versus title, I guess. We've never had the universal title versus the WWE title. We've mm-hmm. had other world titles. But anyways, Bloodline come out. Reigns and Heyman cut their promos. Talk about the main event, saying this is bigger than Hogan versus Andre. Bigger than Stone Cold versus Rock. Uh, so big that they actually had to go to commercial in the middle of the segment. And not just uh, one, two. Yeah. Two commercials. And Heyman was even like, well, here's a cliffhanger. And then they went to commercial. I'm like, it wasn't really a cliffhanger. Especially everyone sitting there in the arena <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, we come back from the commercial and Cowboy Brock makes his entrance. And he even stops to take his hat off, salute the crowd. Funny little gesture there. A, like like a little nod. <laughs> and a little tip, yeah, a little little tip, of, the, tip of the cap. <laughs> tip of the cap. Uh, they all chant Suplex City. He just cuts a quick promo. Threatens everyone with some ass kickings. Signs the contract. Roman signs after. Leaves the ring. And then he tells security, get him. And all the security guards try to attack Brock. But come on. He just swats them away like flies. Eight men at once. No problem. Well, I mean, hey, he did he did uh four professional wrestlers in the in the chamber. So these these security <laughs> lackeys, they're nothing. What do they expect? Yeah. Not much there. But uh that's how you end your SmackDown. Brock Lesnar, Stanton Hall. And a really awkwardly this was an awkward episode of SmackDown. Was that just me? 
just the whole thing, the whole episode felt <laughs> felt like not not as good as it could have been. Especially Brock didn't come out. And, yeah, Brock no didn't come out until nine fifty. He came out with like ten minutes to go left in the show. Yeah. 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 So my biggest takeaways were Zia Lee gets the match and the win, which was nice, and uh, I got to see Shotzi, but I wanted to see a lot more. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> you got to see Shotzi lose. Yeah. Oh well. So. That was our oh, well. that was our episode of SmackDown Live, our Chamber Fallout. Uh boy, I can't wait for that biggest WrestleMania match of all time. That that'll be that'll main event night two, most likely. Title for yeah. title. Yeah, we still don't I mean they've used the word unification, but I don't think they'll I think they'll still keep the two belts and we don't know. We don't really know. I'm sure they don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also am very confused about what's actually going to happen there. Um, just because, yeah, it's, you know, we, what are they, we're, we're going to have two brands, right? Like, we have USA and Fox. Like, clearly, they're not going to want one person. They're going to want some kind of distinction there. Yeah. I right? think... I think it'll be, they'll win one title and then they'll lose this one title. I don't know. Money in the bank to lose the WWE title, keep the universal title or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That could make sense. That could make sense. Uh, I think it's going to be something kind of like, remember when, um, fuck, uh, when they brought the big gold belt back. And just mm-hmm. kind of gave it to Triple H on one on an episode of, of like SmackDown <laughs> or something. I feel like they, I feel, I feel like that could be the direction they would go with something like that. Whoever wins this match, the greatest, the biggest wrestling match of all time, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Whoever wins it, they're gonna be like, great, you have two. And then Vince is gonna kind of go like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take one of them back and then just kind of give it to somebody else. Like it's not actually gonna be a unification. Uh, but we know that they haven't figured it that out yet. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, uh, someone will be walking out with two belts on their shoulders. Yeah, somebody's going to win <laughs> both. We just don't know who. We don't uh, know the aftermath. And don't know what it means at all. So that's all we got. I mean, yeah. That's all we got. So let's just jump over to the other channel. Uh, Friday Night Wrestling. We got... All Elite Rampage. 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 Sammy Guevara taking on Andrade for the TNT title. Um... I mean, we just talked about the unification. This asshole, Sammy Guevara, still carrying around two does, belts. I swear to God, does, nobody, does nobody know what the <laughs> fuck this word means? Like, unify means taking yeah. multi, like many, not just necessarily two. It can be three. It can be four. It can be 17 and turning them into one. Uh, remember when? You, remember when you were a kid and you would have collect little bionicles, but then if you had all of them, you could <laughs> and picture a Megazord. Okay, if you took yeah. the Megazord apart, <laughs> it is still equally powerful Power Ranger shit. Uh, 
You put them all together. You unify them into the Megazord. Why is this guy carrying around two things? I don't get nobody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It needs to stop. Needs to I, every stop. And every single week, <laughs> I get a little more irked, as I'm sure you can hear in my voice yeah. right now. No, I've, I, I've mentioned it every week as well, and I it doesn't the, make sense. It's the only it's thing the same I think time. about. It's the only, like, so what, if you lose, are you going to lose one, or do you lose both? And where's Miro's belt? Why not just fucking, why not just carry seven, all of the versions? Carry the <laughs> carry the old COVID version that like wasn't decked out at all. Carry the Brody Lee version. Carry the Miro version. It clearly means nothing. <sighs> yeah, but the match itself was fun. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, hot stuff going on. I mean, first title shot for Andrade here in AEW. and Yeah, just back and forth action. Sammy doing his flippy shit all over the place. Uh, Andrade hits a nice spiking DDT on the apron there, but... Uh, Sammy fights back, eventually hits a double springboard cutter, and that gets him the three to retain the belt. And then afterwards, the Hardy family jump him, so Darby and Sting come out to make the save. Yeah, it's hard to say exactly like what Andrade's best match here in AEW is, because it feels like they're so few and far between. Yeah. Really? Like once every... Th- Three months he's had. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he came in last summer. Yeah, Mi- middle of the summer, and then he didn't have like I. I'd say he, he maybe has fifteen matches here in AEW, and I feel like most of them are going to be on dark or on elevation. And it's not like he's exactly like working elsewhere. <laughs> he was in. He was in AAA. He he took on Kenny Omega in AAA and lost that champ and lost that opportunity. And I just don't know what the point of him. He's just like like I've said before in this podcast before. Dudes who are inexplicably wealthy, I just don't get the gimmick. Yeah, and I mean anything that's rubbing elbows with the Hardy family office is kind of a, crappy to me. Right? It's a know. confusing one. It's very, very, yeah. very confusing. Um, because yeah, in theory, this in theory, the TNT Championship is exactly what Andrade should be kind of in the hunt for. Uh, he feels like, you know, he I, I don't feel like he's a main eventer, but he is a solid mid-card guy who, you know, put in, pushed properly, could be doing some real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, then after that, we got QT Marshall coming out, cuts a promo on Taz, sitting there at the announce table talking about his son, Hook. He says, I made Hook. I trained him. Uh, so Hook comes out. And then QT just sends all the factory students at him, but they just get taken out easily. Hook walks off. Classic so. Hook. <laughs> Classic Hook. Hopefully uh, he doesn't have to feud with QT Marshall for too long. Because, uh, yeah, I think Hook's already way further up the food chain than this bum. Yeah, QT Marshall should be staying in, in the as a, as a coach. I don't think we need him to be an on-screen talent anymore. I think we have enough... Yeah, I think we have Cody's enough. Cody's gone. You don't have to do him any favors. <laughs> you don't have to book QT anymore. Yeah. Uh, but after that, we got Wardlow taking on Nick Camarado, who uh, wasn't he part of the Nightmare Family at one point? Uh, yes, him and uh, what, what's the other guy? Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So here he is taking on Wardlow. A lot of beef. A lot of beef in the ring. A lot of here. beef. Uh, 
I mean, Camarado, one of the few guys on the roster that can actually muscle Wardlow around. Like so. That, like, standing beside <coughs> him, you're like, yeah, comparable. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, booking-wise, it's a different story, but uh, he still gets a bit of offense here. He even picked up Wardlow with one hand at one point. So, got to look good there, but the Ward Dog takes over and just shows his strength. His fantastic strength, because even against this guy, he's still able to hit four power bombs in a row. Uh, some real heavy lifting there, and of course that gets him the win. But once again, Sean Spears, he's pissed. He's like, Wardlow, this whole symphony thing, it's got to stop. If the crowd boos, they love it. Uh, but Spears just like, no more, no more, just one and done. Pin the man. So, Yeah, did, did, did the old step on his chest and yeah. uh, cover him for the win. Because I, I feel, so Wardlow is one of the members in... Uh, um, this face of the revolution ladder match. I think this is going to be a big. Uh, I think this is going to be a big uh, matchup for him. He's been booked incredibly strong lately. Is he going to get the win? I don't know. Does he deserve the win? Hell yes, he does. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, they mentioned. <clears throat> I think it was a month or two back in a backstage segment. MJF mentioned to Wardlow that there's a clause in his contract that any championship he wins must be forfeited over to MJF. So that's something that they could play on. And it's funny that we thought that, you know, the uh, that Wardlow eventually has to blow off from MJF, but you know, now this MJF is here with Punk and Sean Spears is sort of turned into this, the, the Wardlow's lackey. So does that mean that if Sean Spears is Wardlow's lackey and MJF is Wardlow's lackey, then what is Sean Spears to MJF? <laughs> I think he's <laughs> just still a MJF's just a lackey. guy. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where. <laughs> yeah, MJF's. Because I think the crowd wants babyface Wardlow. I think we do. I just oh, yeah. I'm excited to see how we it. get it. Well, I mean, eventually he's got to finally stand up for himself against mm -hmm. MJF. Or just, or Sean Spears stand up against someone. Well, standing up to Sean Spears isn't that as big a deal. Yeah. If he strikes MJF, that's the moment. That's the moment. <laughs> that'll be the uh, that'll be the big one. Well, we'll have to wait at least post Revolution. But hey, like you said, I about you know this little contractual stipulation there. Um, you know, maybe Wardlow wins the match. MJF comes back saying, "Great, that's mine," and then Wardlow says, "No, it's mine," and. It's like, actually, buddy, let's look at your contract, and then... Pull, yeah, pulls out a big there. contract, his big scroll, of course, he un <laughs> unfurls it, the bottom hits the floor. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Serena Deeb, continuing her five-minute challenge, taking on Kayla Sparks, and pretty much the same deal as before. Deeb dominates, gets the easy submission, wins in a couple minutes. Another, uh, uh, yeah, another squash, <laughs> another squash. Yeah. Um, so. I like, I like, I like the Serena Deeb squash. I feel like uh, many times when we see like the big man, little man kind of squash, it's like the you know big power move. Wait ten seconds because you're so confident. Another big power move. Wait fifteen seconds. Power move and cover, but Serena Deeb squashes are very like every second. She's like boom, 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 done. Uh, I feel I feel like it's very <laughs> I feel like they're very high energy squash matches. I like I kind of like them. Yeah, I mean the uh, yeah the clock 
makes it go by a bit quicker, a bit more action packed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully it's leading to something. They're they're building her up a bit here. So, I mean, I don't think she's. I mean, maybe she'll go against Jade for her TBS title. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's something. Does she have a? Does she have a? Does she? Does Jade? Does Jade Cargill have a have a date for the dance? Yeah, I think it's Ty Conti. Ah, Ty Conti. Okay. Uh, but keeping with the women's division here, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker come out for a uh, contract signing for their upcoming title match at Revolution. And Thunder Rosa says, let's give the people what they want. A better champion, better than your cheating ass. And then she signs and Britt, res- Britt responds, says, you're only relevant when you're with Britt Baker. I made you. I made our lights out match. You may have won, but everyone was talking about me after. I got the shirt. I got the action figure. I got it all. So who really won? Uh, and then there appeared to be some asshole fans in the front row that were just yelling nonstop the whole promo. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but Rosa like pointed at them in the crowd. And then Rebel and Jamie Hayter also pointed, turned around, and, like told them to shh. Did the little shush gesture. So, so yeah. And, and so, of course, so this is Rampage that was, fil- that was filmed, you know, directly after the Dynamite from last week. And we did mention last week's cra- how they were. That was a energetic crowd um, yeah. last week, especially during that MJF promo. Uh, so, yeah, it's it was a little bizarre. I'll give them that. I think, yeah. I think they were just hot, you know. I think they were hot, but I think they were a little, it's like, okay, you know, stop. Let's just listen to the promo for a minute. Cause then they, I don't know. I saw the, they yelled something at the fan. The fan gave him the finger back, like "fuck you." Anyways, that's not didn't really that's matter. That's not cool. I didn't really hear. Yeah, it's not cool. But uh, luckily, we didn't like hear them on camera. I think I just saw them moving and yelling. Yeah, because but. if you're if you're gonna yell at. And then, you know whether whether you're at a sporting event or you know at a wrestling show or whatever, it ha- you can't yell obscenities. You can yell like "boo, you suck," but not <laughs> like "you fuck you." Like that's too much. You can yell playful jeer. There's a big difference between playful jeers and you know just being rude. <laughs> it's a it's a fine line. You know you're sitting courtside. You might tell LeBron James, LeBron, you can't you you stink. You can't hit a shot, but you wouldn't say, go fuck yourself, LeBron James. Like, that's way too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some context in wrestling, the crowds chant asshole at you. Yeah, of or... course. Uh, yeah, well, that's the crowd chanting asshole. Not not two <laughs> drunk guys in the front yeah, belittling women on television. That's completely different. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And that's what it seemed to be. That's why even the opposing sides, that's what made me notice the fact that like Rebel and Thunder Rosa were both looking at the guy and like, hey, shut up. Yeah, hey, who the fuck are you? So anyways, <laughs> yeah, we got through it though. Baker says, uh, your ass was busy resting on YouTube while I was building this company that you were praying to get signed to. So anyways, Baker signs the contract, Rosa attacks her, but then Brit's goons take her out until Mercedes Martinez runs out to help Thunder Rosa and they end up putting Jamie Hayter through a table. So you know how uh, you go to a, ba- a baseball game, like you go out to a professional sports game and they stop serving booze at a certain point, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, at halfway through the third period or like seventh inning stretch, like there, there's, a, there's always an arbitrary time that they pick and they don't serve booze anymore. What I wonder for some of these AEW shows, because so they record, uh, they alter they alternately record, so they'll go dark, dynamite, rampage. <laughs> 
And then the next mm-hmm. week, they'll record Dynamite Rampage Dark. And then the next week, they cycle that kind of back and forth. Yeah. Sorry, Dark ele- dark Elevation. I should be specific. <coughs> My question is, when do they stop serving booze at an AEW show? Because, <laughs> and, and so if you're in that sequence where you were buying booze all through a Dark Elevation taping, and then drinking booze all through the dynamite taping. Are they stopping that rampage, or do they just like? I I wonder where that point is, or if in, during uh, during the night. Because at that point, after dark elevation, after dynamite, you could have been there for five and a half hours just drinking beer. Yeah, and you may have had a couple before the show as well. And no, oh, I guarantee <laughs> you've had a couple before the show. <laughs> Yeah, those two were at least, but uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be curious. Very excited. Very excited for whenever AW comes to us. We will know. We're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna sit we'll through be. elevation. We're gonna fucking sit through everything. They're on the move though. It is. Uh, they're on the move. Yeah, I heard they're they're finally going to the West Coast. Yeah, they're doing the LA Forum. Uh, I think it's the Rampage. I, either it's like either the show before Double or Nothing or after Double or Nothing. Um, yeah, I can't remember which one. Bookending, bookending that and stuff. But but if they're on the move, that that's a good sign. I mean, that is a good sign. Yeah, maybe by this fall or winter they'll do a leg up here in Toronto. Oh, dude! If we got winter is coming. That'll be that would be sick. <laughs> well, hey, or even the full gear that we were the full gear that we were promised. I mean, you know, of course. I mean, at, yeah. at Revolution, that seems like the time to announce full gear. Um, or maybe they would save that for double or nothing. But you know, I mean, the Raptors played to full capacity last night. The Leafs are playing to full capacity tonight. Yeah, things are opened up, or at least uh, yeah, crowd wise. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? But hopefully, I mean, Tony Khan. He he said he, he owns a Four Seasons here in Toronto, so he he's got. He owns the whole Four Seasons, list. or just he has like a or a Four Seasons. I don't know. I don't know. He owns a Four, or his father owns the whole Four Something. He has some sort of connections with Toronto. He likes the city. Someone so owns. Someone owns something. Top list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, let's get to the main event of this rampage. You had Orange Cassidy taking on Anthony Bowens, face of the Revolution qualifier. Uh, Max Caster does his rap entrance, which apparently had to be edited to get rid of a a Putin line, the Vladimir Putin line. Oh, is that so? Not I, the first time. I, He's had to be edited a couple. I, I did not know that. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's apparently, it's, it wasn't it's, like it's, anything. It's Max Caster who gets edited. Yeah, sorry. He was the one, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was anything like... Offensive. It's just like don't even bother bringing it up. Right. Don't get. Don't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he does the entrance, uh, throws the microphone at Orange Cassidy, says, "Yeah, what you got?" So Orange Cassidy picks up the fight, picks up the microphone, just says, "Yo, okay, listen," and then he holds the mic down at his foot while he does his little soft kicks, and then the match starts. Uh, he's got his hand in his pocket, still one hand on the mic, and he just starts doing his moves, drop kicks. Then he just says, word to your mother, and drops the microphone down. <laughs> Big pop. Huge <laughs> yeah. pop. The rare the rare dialogue from Orange Cassidy. Yeah, always we always love it. We always love it. I, 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 st- I still sometimes uh, get a chuckle from that um, when him and Jericho had that debate hosted by Bischoff. <laughs> and then some question <laughs> yeah, comes about, about the climate about climate change, and then Cassidy goes off. Cassidy. Fucking love him. Oh, yeah. He got it. 
the perfect answer on that one, <laughs> on that debate. And, uh, yeah, he was doing well in this match here. Uh, at one point, Bowens pretends he's hurt, so the ref checks on him. And then uh, Caster just chokes Orange Cassidy with a chain, dragging, dragging him around by the throat. Uh, so Bowens takes advantage, gets some near falls. And that's when Danhausen shows up once again, uh, just to stop the interference and does his little curse thing. Uh, and then back in the ring, Cassidy hits the orange punch, gets the win, and punches his ticket to Revolution. To be a, to be a part of that ladder match, he's gonna have a hell of a time. He's gonna have a hell of a time. There's a lot of beef in that ladder match. Maybe him and R Ricky Starks are gonna have to team up or something. <laughs> Yeah, uh, who knows? And we we still got the intrigue of the mystery opponents, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, either way, gonna be a lot of fun. The ladder match. I don't know, I'm assuming are they gonna hang that giant gold ring again? Are they gonna have something else? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, brass ring. I mean, I, don't know, I thought it looked kind of silly, but whatever. <laughs> Well, uh, you need something to grab. It can't just be a briefcase like it always is. No, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it could be a mask because it's the face of the revolution. I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, that's not a bad idea. You have to put on the mask to win. So everyone's fighting over the mask. Okay. Not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, but that was it. That was your rampage. That was our rampage. And uh, that was probably probably the first half of the show. Should we take a break here? Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to take a break and come back uh, with all of our Monday Night Raw action. Of course, we're talking NXT, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about the Revolution card. So stick around. Let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, brother, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, brother, yeah. Back here with part two of... Shoot Brothers, Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. Um, but I really hope you didn't take your foot off the gas. Because if you take your foot off the gas, <laughs> your, your car, the car doesn't go very fast. That's what I'm saying, right? And if you're trying to get from yeah. one place to another via a road, you got to keep you got to keep rolling. You got to keep rolling along, just like just <laughs> just like we're gonna keep rolling along here on the podcast. So let's get into this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. We're just over just over a month now until Mania Thirty Eight. Of course, coming out on the 2nd and 3rd of April. And, oh boy, we got a lot of work to do when it actually comes to putting the card together. I don't know if you've heard, um, I've heard reports of preliminary sales for tickets uh, for this event. Because uh, this is now the second time that WrestleMania has been held in this particular, in this particular stadium. Uh, mm -hmm. The first time, uh, they did a 101,000. And as of right now, they have 47,000 tickets sold for the first night and 51 sold for the second night. So a little under half of uh, the potential capacity for this venue. So we, we got we got to sell 100,000 tickets in in a month. Yeah, I think uh, well, they still got those. I mean, we haven't announced them yet. Stone Cold Steve Austin in Texas. That's probably 
going to drive a so, couple So okay, and I I 10 or 20,000 tickets. And now I've now I was I was I was thinking about this and I was meaning to really ask you just I don't get I don't get it. Because so let's say Mania's let's say Mania's coming right to your area. You're buying tickets, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Mania's coming to Toronto, you're buying tickets. But who? What would have to happen for you to not buy Mania tickets, for then there to be a reason? Like for example, WrestleMania is coming to Toronto. I say, Mike, tickets are fifteen dollars. Whatever, doesn't matter what the fuck the price is. F- tickets are now. Do you want them? You would say, no, not really. And then two weeks later, Edge is announced to, uh, live at WrestleMania in Toronto and then you're like okay now I'm going to go like what is it you know it's uh, who's 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 going to go because of stone cold who's not going in the first place does that make sense does my question make sense yeah i think because i mean you can say he's the biggest wrestler of all time Way got, more than Edge would have ever even dreamed gotta of being. Be, gotta be top four. Well, I was using like, a, I was, the I was, fact I was, that he's lo- like. I was using a Toronto example I mean, to try to make it specific to this little yeah. area. But like, well, I get it. But I guess my thought was it's like, just, uh, who wouldn't be going to WrestleMania already, and then Stone Cold would be the icing on the cake. I I think thousands of people. Really, I, uh, but I, I just want to get in. I mean, vi- there, are, there are people who are there. <laughs> I want to get in their mindset. There's people who aren't going to buy a ticket until the weekend of. That's a good point. I like. I just want to yeah. get in I their mindset. I mean, we can't mind. understand. Yeah, like what are what? There what, are people who voted for Donald Trump. We can't understand the world. Yeah, I just want to like. What are these the people thinking? Who are like, no, I don't want WrestleMania tickets. And then they find out Kevin, or like, yeah, they find out, you know, Stone Cold's gonna be there. It's like, great, there's still nine other matches you're gonna have to watch that presumably you don't care about because you didn't buy tickets in the first place. You're, you know, you're buying tickets for the one 13 minute match, and then you're still gonna have to sit through seven and a half hours of everything. I don't know. I just wanna, I wanna well, talk to, I wanna, buy, well, I guess divide it four or whatever. I wanna talk to these people. They only have to buy one ticket. One ticket. If you know what night he's wrestling. If you know what's right, you know what's right. But you still, you know what, you know what I mean. I want to, I want to talk to one of these people. I mean, there are people that go to music festivals that are days long just to see one band that plays a twenty-minute set. That's right? a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point there. Uh, but we're here on Monday Night Raw, where um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where uh, what do we do? We open. Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, to kick off the show, uh, sporting his very own cowboy hat, similar to Brock Lesnar, but uh, this one was a little more. <laughs> this one was sideways. This and is the, a mocking. This yeah, was a. The, like, can you like you got it like you won it at a carnival? Yeah, and you've been sitting on it on the car ride over. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, just playing on those Austin rumors. He's still just making fun of Texas, but uh, we we still yeah only a month to go. Like you said, if they want to push those tickets, you got to at least let people know Austin's going to be there, but. Who knows? We don't know for sure. It's all just rumors for now. But Kevin Owens' show is on the table here, and uh, his guest is his pal Seth Rollins, and they're talking about how they don't neither of them have a spot on the WrestleMania card yet. But they're getting a Raw Tag Title shot next week, so that could be their ticket. And they bring out the tag champs, the Alpha Academy, who are sporting their new Shush T-shirts. So Chad Gable's line has made it. He's got a shirt. Got a shirt. He's got a shirt. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, they're like, hey, you're not going to win the titles from us. And 
Gable starts shushing. Owens gives him a stunner, and we we get a match. Alpha Academy versus Rollins and Owens. Not for the title. So, I mean, why are they doing this the week before? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> they I'm, did I'm it. sure they have their reasons. They have their reasons. Owens is uh, throwing his weight around. Some big stentons, right, on Otis. And, uh, Gable gets a hold of him, hits the huge high-angle German suplex. Big near fall there. Owens lands high on his neck. But he fights back, and then him and Seth just go on a roll, hit this big combo. Owens does his pop-up power bomb, but right into Rollins, who catches him, hits the buckle bomb. Owens hits a stunner, and then Rollins caps it off with a stomp to get the win. So really nice finishing sequence there, and pretty pretty fun match. Yeah, I, it was a it was a funny talk show you know talk show type segment to kick things off, and then it followed with a great tag match. Um, yeah. Chad Gable too, low key hilarious. <laughs> who knew? Oh yeah, who knew? Yeah, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully people will buy this shush T-shirt, and uh, they can the, give the shush can lead to the push. The shush leads to the push. Well, hey, there he's already he's already a champion. <laughs> I mean, he's already getting a push, yeah. But uh, singles Gable someday. Yes. Uh, but one guy who's kind of had his push cool off a little bit. We got Omos out next, taking on T Bar, and uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine he'll just be in the Andre the Battle Royal this year for mm-hmm. Omos, probably win the thing. But uh, he just beats the shit out of T Bar, gets the easy win here. Yeah, it's, it seems like it, it yeah. seems like his type of match to be in, uh, you know, and to yeah, and to I win. Mean, he, yeah, definitely to win. Uh, I mean, when he won the feud with AJ Styles, I thought they'd do a bit more with him, but you know, if they feel he's not ready, you don't want to do too much, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it does feel like we have cooled off a bit on Omos. Um, but, yeah, maybe yeah. The, the, the pre-mania push at the expense of T-Bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got some six-woman tag action here. Becky Lynch, Nikki Ash, Dewdrop taking on Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. So pretty much all your top talent in the Raw Women's division here. But, I mean, some great wrestlers. You had a good match. Everyone gets their... Their spots in, uh, Liv Morgan, some big crossbody to the floor, and uh, Becky starts healing it up. She starts grabbing Bianca's hair, yanking on it, tying it up. And Bianca Belair, she says her one rule is, if you use my hair against me, I'll use it against you. And did she ever. Uh, we've seen it before, but every time she does it, uh, she just cracks the whip against Becky Lynch, and you can hear this thing just whoosh throughout the crowd. Uh instantly just lashes Becky's screaming in pain and Bianca hits her like three or four more times and Becky just runs off she says I'm done with this so uh, Nikki Ash is alone in the ring Bianca picks her up hits the KOD gets the win but uh, as she's celebrating they just cut to Becky Lynch on the ramp and you can see the welts on her stomach just instant the lashes this there's no you can't fake that yeah like the sound was so loud it makes you wonder like did they put in a sound effect like it's it, it's it's actually that it's actually that loud like what do they they have they put so i'm guessing you know that kind of like that kendo stick technology they they must wrap that in her hair like uh like it's a wood on like a reed on reed slap 
Yeah, um, there's probably there's something in some, there. There's something in there. Yeah, but either way, you can't fake the impact because you can just see the blood, the instant welts on her stomach, and you go on Instagram after, and it's even worse. Instant four or five huge lashes. Wow. Yeah. So that's some uh, that's some cool shit though. <laughs> yeah, no, really. I mean, was. it's fair. It's part of her body. It's not Ali. It's it's fair game. It's yeah, it's fair game. I guess. I, I guess. Does that mean? Does that mean we're gonna get? <laughs> she only uh, does it once or once are, a year. Are we gonna get Bianca Belair's hair on a pole match? Then is it is it that? I mean, if they ever do a Bianca Belair hair versus hair match, that could be the biggest hair versus hair. That match of all it time. could be one of the longest hair versus hair, hair matches. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be. I don't even know. I don't even want to think about that. No. Uh, so let's just go to our next match. Robert Roode takes on Tommaso Ciampa, who made his official debut last week, but now his singles debut here. And uh, You got Ziggler on the outside being a pest, just trying to cause shit. So uh, it allows Roode to hit the glorious DDT, or he tries to, but Ciampa counters him, rolls him up, gets a three. So Ciampa gets the win. Dirty Dogs jump him right away, beat him up. Uh, but they'll see each other the next night on NXT. Yes. Um, yeah. Just one. Yeah. One of those. Uh, like you know, the implications of the match was more important than the match. Uh, stinks for Champa though. I just would just call him up. I don't like this kind of like foot in the water kind of thing. Um, just do it. I mean, at least he's winning, though. At least that is a good point. <laughs> he is getting dubs, but, you know, because they could have him job out for a bunch. But uh, I mean, maybe they just want to wrap up his last storyline in NXT. And yeah, this hopefully it it easier. ends up it ends up roadblock. I guess that'd be nice. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Reggie and Dana taking on Tazawa and Tamina, but yeah, who really cares? Reggie pins Tazawa. And then afterwards, Dana jumps on Reggie, kisses him. So maybe they are a thing after all. And uh, the love is in the air. Tamina grabs Tazawa after and just forces a big one on his lips. Uh, These guys suck. All four of these. (laughs) It was was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, the way he sells it after. (laughs) He's like blinking his eyes. I expect like little... Doves floating Doves over his head. Doves floating over his head. His, uh, <laughs> his tie to roll all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure Vince was howling in the back. Oh, that's some good shit. That's good <laughs> shit. Yeah. So, that was that. But uh, this was the night of tag team matches. It was a parade of tag matches. We it was had, like an uh, AEW Mysterio. show. <laughs> it felt like it. Well, maybe not quality of match, but... Mm-hmm. The Mysterios took on Cedric and Shelton, who have, I think they've just stolen the Hurt Business name, because that's what they call them. Yeah, they're being called the Hurt Business again. I also noticed that, but of course, no MVP to be seen. Yeah, so, and I don't think they have any. So, I don't know. Maybe they just won. It's like when bands break up, but sometimes, you know, the lead singer doesn't get to keep the name, and then they continue on without him. <laughs> yeah, like but, because, but because there's no, like... I I, I I could only say that these two guys like have a slightly more claim to the term her business than MVP and Bobby Lashley do just because like MVP and Bobby Lashley aren't a team. Like they're not like a group. You wouldn't call one guy a group. <laughs> At least this is two people working together. Yeah. But uh Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're just here. It's, well, actually they got the win, didn't they? Because 
I think Miz interferes and Rey Mysterio chases him off. So Dominic's all alone. Shelton rolls him up, gets a three. So the Mysterios lose. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I, well, we, we do know that <laughs> they, they'll be at WrestleMania. They will be at Mania. They've already punched their ticket, of course, taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. Yeah. And I think Cedric and Shelton will be lucky to even get in the Battle Royal at this point. They yeah. might not even make that cut. Might not even. <laughs> might not even. Uh, Keep your eyes out for a multi-man match, though. I'm expecting maybe one of these tag championships will be a... Uh, you know, a, f- a fatal four-way ladder type thing. Yeah, probably the raw. The raw seems to have more of the yeah. It's got teams more, built up at the moment. It's got more action to it for sure. Yeah, and let's continue. More tag team matches. RK Bro taking on Street Profits, and uh, most of the match was fine. Uh, seemed to be going okay. Uh, one thing I noticed it might have happened last week, but Randy Orton is. Shaved everything off his face just completely. So, uh, yeah, he's yeah, back. His face, his facial hair goes in and out. He experiments. He's done a bunch of different things. But uh, well, you know what I want? I want. It big, may have been. What- I, I want big beard Orton, like t- like Champa beard <laughs> Orton. That's what, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that's the one thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he can't. Maybe it just doesn't grow that thick for him. So that's a good point because we've seen him with like a. Light beard. We've seen that before. Yeah, we've seen a little cheeks, little cheeks, but it doesn't seem to get that big. Uh, <laughs> little cheeks. <laughs> anyways, little he's cheeks. clean shaven. Uh, it might have been what cost him here, though, the clean shaven. Uh, but I don't think, I don't know. The ending was kind of weird because Ford, Montez Ford, hits the big from the heavens frog splash. He makes the pin, and then Orton looks like he's about to put his foot on the rope, or he tries to, but then Dawkins just pushes it away and. The ref makes a three count, but then there's not really much of a reaction. So it feels like something went weird there. I don't know. I mean, and also the fact that RK broke or Randy Orton got pinned was also kind of weird. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I also got the feeling that maybe this was a, a, a slight, uh, like a little bit of a botch. Um, yeah. Like yeah, he something. tried he tried to get his foot on the ra- uh, foot on the ropes, but he was like a little too far away. Uh, so he just couldn't quite get it. Uh yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but hey, sometimes this shit's gonna happen, right? But especially, yeah, when Randy Orton takes the pin, you're like, eek, oh no! But uh, this was this was this was a super yeah. exciting matchup, at least out of out of you know, for uh, a normal kind of raw card. But yeah, it ended up making it feel very short because of that. Yeah, just a weird ending there, but huh. everything up to that point was pretty good. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> Uh, we go backstage, backstage for another Vince McMahon Austin Theory thing, and uh, talk about Vince's upcoming appearance on the Pat McAfee show, which is uh, what is that tomorrow or Friday or something? Yeah, I'm not sure, but Soon. I'm I'm definitely gonna listen to it. I mean, there's all these hot rumors going around that that could lead to a Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania. Well, I think the last time Pat McAfee had a will, the last time Pat McAfee had a wrestler on the show, it ended up Pat uh, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole ended up going at it a little bit later. So that I mean, his track record does stand. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did have Brock Lesnar though, and they didn't. Oh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, I I, I didn't see it. I only saw kind of like the photos or. Maybe a couple video, just a couple a clip. video yeah, clips. But, uh, but anyways, back into this backstage, uh, Austin Theory references the time 
Vince McMahon was interviewed and he slapped the papers out of the reporter's hands. If you've ever seen that clip, it's kind of a funny one. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Yeah. And uh, I think there was another one. Him and Bob Costas got into it. Vince used to get angry at these reporters. Ah, well, yeah, <laughs> that, that checks out. Yeah. But anyways, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, they may or may not be an angle booked on this Pat McAfee show. I'm, yeah, well, looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it either way. Yeah, either way. I'll I'll see the fallout from it. But we've got championship gold on the line here. Damian Priest defending that U.S. title against Finn Balor. Uh, just kind of getting his shot out of nowhere here. And uh, we get a pretty good match going on. No shenanigans. Uh, just some good back and forth wrestling. Trading near falls. Priest goes for the reckoning, but then Finn counters him, hits the shotgun drop kick, and the coup de gras. And just like that, one, two, three, new United States champion, Finn Balor. And new! Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. But, I mean, Damian Priest, he had the really strong year, and then the last, like, month and a half, they really just kind of, I don't know, he started taking all these losses, and now he's lost the title. Uh, Yeah. Uh, afterwards, he cuts a promo, says, you know, these fans carried you, Finn Balor. They never gave me that respect during my whole reign. So, uh, yeah, it looks like he's turning on the fans, going fully heel now. So, hopefully no more of this trying to control the demon bull crap. Well, and I think we can run this one back for Mania, you know, with a clear heel babyface thing. One thing I gotta love, though, I love a competitive match with a clean fit, with a clean, surprising finish. Yeah, yeah, I was happy with uh, the match. The title change was fine because, I mean, Priest's his run, yeah, it's cooled off. They've cooled him off a bit. Uh, but, yeah, they can run it back, have a fun match at WrestleMania, maybe even, even see the Demon if they want. Yeah, well, hey, I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to see what's next on the table for Damien. Demon Priest. versus Damien. D- Damien yeah. versus Demon. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, afterwards he does, he cheap shots Balor in the face and then crucifix bombs him onto the announce table. Yeah. So, looks like they'll get at least one more match out of this. But then the rated R superstar Edge comes out. Uh, he laid the challenge out last week for WrestleMania and now he wants an answer. Uh, and then he says, my roads to WrestleMania gets a lot clearer tonight. Boo! I, thing, I, I boo! Said. He I said Rhodes. booed that one. <laughs> when he said my roads, yeah, I, I booed that one. It was small enough that <laughs> I don't think a lot of people picked up on it. But uh, nobody comes out, and then AJ Styles' music hits, so he comes out and says, "All right, I accept." So no Cody Rhodes, uh, but Edge says, "All right," but I want the bulldog AJ Styles. I don't want this guy who's been playing tag team bitch to Omos the last year. Uh, Edge gets real fired up. And, uh, but at the end, he offers a handshake, but then just sucker punches AJ in the face. and They start brawling. AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm, but Edge avoids it and kicks him in the balls. And so we got another heel turn right after Damian Priest looks like Edge's. Two in uh, a row. Turn. Babyface AJ Styles <laughs> is one of the purest wrestling characters out there. I gotta say. Yeah, uh, we all love AJ. We all know how great he is. And yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun at WrestleMania uh, to really drive the point home afterwards. Edge grabs the chairs, nails AJ in the head. 
Uh, he sets him up with the one chair underneath his skull and then smashes his brains in with the other for the concerto two times in a row as the crowd just rains booze down upon this evil man. AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles has been in WWE for like six years, right? Like barely any time. His WrestleMania track record is fucking incredible. From the likes, he's Shinsuke, Undertaker's final match, now Edge. He took on uh, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Like, he's had just like, it's like bam, 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 bam. It's, uh, wow. Wow. It's something. Yeah. No. He's, uh, he's said it. He's, he's an eight, or he's a WWE lifer now at this point, I think. He's gonna. And, and a WWE WWE legend. He'll make yeah, he'll, at this point. he'll make the Hall of Fame for Absolutely. sure. He will make the Hall of Absolutely. Fame. Absolutely. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny at the very end when Edge was standing tall, the way his hair was all frizzled out, looked kind of like Garth. <laughs> <It was just laughs> like blonde, yeah. blonde Garth hair. Wayne's World. Yeah, um, it was just all frizzy, poofy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, I'm sure that's not what he was going for. But he does stand tall to end this Monday Night Raw. Good stuff here on Monday Night Raw. Let's move across the brands. Let's get into some NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. We've got our guest, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. They're both here to take on Braun Baker, Braun Breaker, and Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, Ciampa. Wearing the singlet, just like Steiner, to go with Braun Breaker. So they got a little Steiner Brothers combo going on. That was cool. That was cool. The Steiner singlet. Yeah, and uh, we also go. We also got uh, Bobby Roode's glorious intro, which we haven't seen. In that a long was time. that was the best part. That was I, that <laughs> that was really what hooked me. Yeah, that was fun. The little spinning thing, and uh, yeah, love to see that. And uh, yeah, match itself was fun. Crowd was into Breaker and Champa, the barking out at their offense. Uh, Ziggler hits a zigzag, but Braun kicks out of that. They just go back and forth a while, and eventually Champa hits Ziggler with the fairy tale ending, gets the win. So him and Breaker are victorious. Yeah, the uh, an expected victory. Yeah, um, the theme honest honestly, the the, the Robert Roos theme song was like my 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 biggest takeaway from this whole thing. I'm, <laughs> I that, that thing I forgot how good that thing was. He should have never lost it when he came to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, it was arguably the most over part of his act. Yeah, that whole glory. Arguably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it back. Also, Champa, his music changed. Though, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Hey, lay. Well, we we, yeah. we know it was. Yeah, uh, they love doing that. Yeah, it wasn't uh, too much of one. No, the only thing I noticed was it didn't have the heartbeat or whatever, the pulse. Yes. <laughs> uh, La Knight comes out next. Cuts a promo on Grayson Waller, so he comes out to respond, and uh, well, kind of from the balcony there. And Knight just says, "All right, one more match, last man standing." Next week, NXT Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe this could be, I don't know, a farewell feud for LA Knight, and then call him up to the main roster. Maybe, maybe. If so, you know, uh, if if Grayson Waller beats LA Knight, Grayson Waller has to be our top heel here in NXT. 
yeah, I can definitely see him being one of the next guys to challenge Braun Breaker. It, well, like he... the first kind of guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, the first of the that. new guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll see. See how that shakes out. Uh, in the meantime, we got Dusty Cup quarterfinal action on the women's side. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai taking on Indy Hartwell, Persia Prada. Uh, the crowd loving Wendy, chanting her name as she does her silly little offense. But, uh, yeah, everyone comes in, has their moments. But uh, Chu and Kai, they just get on a roll. Chu hits this reverse splash. Kai follows up with a double foot stomp off the top rope, and that gets him to three. So the odd couple has upset this established team and advanced to the semis. Yeah, well, yeah, at least at least on Indy Hartwell's side. And, you know, I guess, her, yeah, well, I guess her and Persia Prada, did they win it already once? Uh, um, I think it was, who was Indy? Indy it was Indy and Candice LeRae? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think, yeah, Persia's all hung up on this Duke Hudson thing, so... I don't know. These girls, Indian Persia, they always got their man troubles and it affects their performance in the rings. So we need to figure that out. Yeah, especially especially Dexter Loomis is nowhere to be found. Yeah, he is. I feel like he hasn't wrestled it like a long time really. Yeah, I can't I can't really? I can't remember the last time we saw him. Yeah, NXT 2.0 hasn't been too kind to him. Which is crazy because I feel like he would have thrived. Like an estab- an yeah. established gimmick like a gimmick like a, yeah, character he's a character gimmick, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh well, let's go on to Amari Miller taking on Lash Legend. Um, yeah, not much to say. I guess one unique thing when Legend picks up Miller and just like bounces her head back and forth between two ropes, something unique. And uh, Miller hits a moonsault as well at one point, but Legend puts her away with a big uh, Death Valley spinebuster to get the win. Yeah, I thought this one was pretty bad. Um, this this Lash Legend is not TV ready. Yeah, she's not that good. No. And, uh, apparently, where it was after this match for people that were there live, uh, Miller didn't took her a while to get up. They had to get people to check on her, so maybe she was hurt. Really? Maybe that was part of it being bad match, or maybe it was just she got hurt because her opponent's not good. Lash Legend. So I don't know, but. That's one of the risks you take when you have exclusively green talent, right? <laughs> well, not exclusively, because our next match features the man now called Gunther, even though the crowd still chants Walter at him. But yep. no slouch, certainly, taking on Solo Sokoa. Uh, so just a hard-hitting slugfest here. Lots of stiff strikes. The Walter chops. Uh, Solo hits a big splash off the apron onto the floor. Then back in the ring, he hits a super kick, goes for the Samoan splash off the top rope, but Gunther avoids it, locks Solo in the sleeper, uh, and as he looks like he's about to put him out, he then transitions into a power bomb, hits two of them twice in a row, makes the big pin, gets the win, ending Sokoa's undefeated streak. I'm sure Roman Reigns isn't too happy about that. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, it was nice to see. Uh, this might have been Walter. I think this was Walter's first match since uh that six-man tag um with matt riddle however long ago that was maybe Um, yeah probably yeah it's so weird that like he you know walter is like obviously should be nxt champion but he's not going to be 
You know, and so it's this weird thing of like, great, how do we make someone huge and dominant and massive without making them so massive that the crowd starts wondering why they're not in line for a championship opportunity? It's like it's like this like very fine line yeah, you need to go I down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh well. Uh uh, but after that, we got Harland taking on Draco Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that's what this match was. Oh well, easy win for Harland. Yeah, the big, uh, the big bald Brock. Still, still what I'm calling him. <laughs> yeah, slightly bigger Baron Corbin. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, but we got more Dusty Cup action. Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade taking on Ulisa Leon and Valentina Forez. And uh, there was one great spot where Ferez and Leon, uh, one of them bounces off the ropes and runs into the other. And she fucking catapults her over the ropes. And she got some crazy height on this thing. <laughs> Just the launch was awesome. Big crossbody to the floor. Um, Raquel catches her all on her own. You need to pile of bodies. And she caught her just by her own. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that got the crowd going. And they go on a bit of a roll here. But Raquel and Cora fight back. Raquel picks up Jade, hits the, or she has her in like a Tringola bomb, and she twists, hits a splash on the way down, gets the pinfall. So Jade and Gonzalez advance to the semis to face Wendy Chu at Dakota Kai. Okay, okay, now that'll be a fun matchup. Yeah, that'll be fun, and uh, yeah, even the other team I thought looked good here. Leon and Forrest, those couple cool moves. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <clears throat> then we got Von Wagner taking on Andre Chase. And Chase, you know, he's got his little pocket of fans. And, you know, he's spelling out his name when he's wrestling. Give me a C, all that. Uh, yeah, but Von Wagner just takes over, hits the finisher, gets the win. Yeah, and a bit, bit of a quick one there. How much do yeah. it? Yeah, don't really care too much for either guy at the moment but let's get to some good action because we're closing out with a solid matchup here North American Championship on the line Carmelo Hayes defending against Pete Dunne just another nice uh, fast paced hard fought these guys can go crowd kind of split you know cheering for both guys just chanting this is awesome fight forever all that good stuff uh, Dunne gets a hold of Melo hits him with the bitter end Spikes him down hard, but Carmelo is able to roll away, so he avoids the pin, and uh, they fight their way up to the top rope, and that's when Trick Williams jumps on the apron. That moment of distraction allows Melo to knock Dunn down, and jumps off the top rope, hits the big scissor kick, gets a three count, retain his title. To retain. Peter Dune, too yeah. bad, too bad. Yeah, still can't win the big one. No solo titles here in NXT. No, no. Well, yeah, he was the uh, NXT UK champ for a long time. Well, that. But yeah. Uh, here in NXT regular, yeah, he's only been that broser weight, that tag title run he had with Riddle. Um, and then. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, Carmelo Hayes, though, still uh, the one of the top guys, if not the top 
uh, wrestling wise of this new NXT. Class. I think he might actually be after the match. Uh, he he announced he would defend his title at NXT Stand and Deliver in a ladder match at ten thirty in the morning. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but a cr- crazy move, crazy confident move for him to come out and just say like, "Yep, I'm gonna put my title on a line in a multi man ladder match." Uh, but that'll give a lot of good opportunities for um, a lot of performers. Oh, yeah. And you can't go wrong, like we said. I mean, he said it himself. That's where the title was inaugurated, that classic five-star match. So let's bring it back. Oh, I mean, if they, if they want to do that, they got to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna have to work hard. They're going to have to It'll work be, hard. Yeah, big shoes. I don't but, think... you know, they got some talent. Throwing. I, I actually don't think anyone in that ladder match is still works for wwe ricochet ricochet yep okay ricochet yeah wow who knew who who knew he'd be the one the old the literally the only one to stick around isn't that crazy wow yeah um but (laughs) that's the way she goes uh that was your that was the end of nxt and that was the end of our regular wrestling week because we've shifted days uh, our schedule wise mm-hmm. uh yeah so why don't we just preview the revolution pay-per-view card let's preview the revolution card i got it here uh there for you mike let's kick off the show like a good old-fashioned AEW show should with a three-way tag team match for that AEW tag team championships jurassic express um, taking on Red Dragon, of course, the team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and a TBD still. Um, I imagine that's something that'll that that'll be solidified either tonight or on Rampage. Um, yeah. But you know, we, it's a huge, huge list to pull from when it comes to AEW uh, tag teams. I don't know, Jurassic Express maybe retaining. Yeah, I mean it's hard to <laughs> hard to really say without knowing the third team, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, I think Jurassic Express over Red Dragon. So, I don't know. Yeah, but probably Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain. It'll be good to see. It'll be good to see. Let's get a uh, next match of the show here. Chris Jericho taking on Eddie Kingston. This match is going to be fun. Hard hitting. Yeah, I'm, it'll be fun. I think I'm most uh, excited to see uh, Chris Jericho's abs and, and how prevalent they are. I think that's what I'm <laughs> most excited for. Yeah, and I feel there's a good chance he'll probably blade as well, so we'll get some blood in there. Good. And uh, hopefully Eddie Kingston gets the big win that we've been waiting for. Yeah, uh, you know? it didn't happen over Mox. It didn't the happen over Punk. Win. It's got to happen. He's got to get a pay-per-view win. Uh, one of these yeah. days. Jericho does not need this win. Absolutely not. So, yeah. um, what about this one? What about Jade Cargill, our TBS champion, taking on Ty Conti? Jade Cargill, by this point, probably looking at like twenty nine and O or something, and uh, make it thirty, make it an even thirty. Yeah, she'll make it around thirty. We love Ty Conti, but uh, they haven't they haven't built it up enough her to be believable as a winner here no no absolutely not um but let's bring you uh brian danielson taking on john moxley if if brian danielson wins they get to team up if not they don't we don't know it's it's like an it's like an (laughs) unspecified gimmick type thing uh but it's something that i think all the fans this one's gonna be hot 
Yeah, I am pre-calling this one uh, that Dave Meltzer will rate at least five stars. This is a five-starer. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a five-star, and uh, I mean, it's already been promised that they're probably going to bleed. Moxley says they need to bleed together if they want to fight together. So it's going to be a wild one, that one there. No, most certainly will be. Wild thing. Uh, so let's cool off a little bit with some uh, six-man tornado tag. Uh, uh, the AHFO, Andrade, Alidolo, <laughs> Matt Hardy, Isaiah yeah. Cassidy taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara. Probably just give it to the baby faces, uh, but hopefully we can see some good shit here. Yeah, I mean, you got talent in the ring and a couple of legends, uh, but yeah, storyline-wise, really nothing nothing matters much here on this one, nah. so just just please the crowd. It's not hard to do. It's an AEW pay-per-view crowd. They're going to have fun. Yeah, they're going to have fun either way, so just give them what they want. Uh, like the face of the Revolution ladder match, Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, and one more competitor, TBD. Um, climbing that ladder for a future championship for a future TNT championship opportunity. Uh, Mike, is it going to go beefy or are we going uh, lean? Who, who, <laughs> who's taking the win on this one? Well, we talked about it a bit earlier. I mean, of the names on the list, I think Wardlow would probably be my favorite pick. You know, I mean, Orange Cassidy, he's had a shot already. Keith Lee might be a bit too soon. And then Starks and Hobbs, Team Taz, they got their own shit going on. Yeah, so. out of out of this whole group right now, Wardlow could do the most with the win. Orange Cassidy can lose. That's fine. He's so incredibly over. Um, yeah, like you said, Keith Lee, not uh, not quite the chance <coughs> yet. Uh, the TBD, we still don't know who it'll be, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my two names would be, uh, I guess, Jeff Hardy if he's yeah. If his 90 days are up, or Cesaro, who has just recently become a free agent. Who has zero Either nine, one. Who has zero uh, days. Yeah, so he could just come right in. The fans will go pop, go crazy, big pop for him. So either way, uh, but it could be neither. Either way, we got something to figure out. One name's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's get into some AEW Women's World Championship action. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Thunder Rosa, a rematch of one of the hottest matches the company has seen. Um, is it time for Britt Baker to lose, uh, her championship? I'm gonna say no. Um, I think you could do it. Yeah? It's hard to say. If she cheats to win it once again, it might, people might be getting tired of that. Um, if you know, if Rebel and Jamie just help her win again, I don't know. I could give it to Thunder Rosa, but if Baker defends, I wouldn't be that mad either. Uh, either way, though, big expectations to fill on that from that lights out match. So yeah, I just want to see something on par with that, and I won't care who wins. Yeah, big shoes to fill, like you said. Uh, let's get into um, uh, two more matches to go. So we have CM Punk. They got an MJF in a dog collar match. Now, this is the dog collar match. The strap match is one of it's one of my. I really like this gimmick, and we hardly see it ever. We had, I think, we had Brody <laughs> Lee and Cody were in a dog collar match. I remember a strap match between the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Um, it's uh, seldomly used, but often I find it to be very entertaining. 
Yeah, should be should be a great match. I mean, the promo work leading up to this thing, this whole feud has been outstanding. And uh, I mean, this is the blow off. MJF already got the one win, so if he does it again here, that's pretty much it. I mean, MJF would yeah. argue that he got two wins. Two wins, yeah. I mean, you could. But, uh, yeah, this is another one. I think there's a high possibility that these men will bleed. We'll get some crazy shit going on here. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'd give MJF another win, but I don't know what they want to do. And finally, our main event for the AEW World Championship, the Battle of the Adams. We have Hangman Adam Page taking on Adam Cole Bay Bay. Uh, really looking forward to Adam Cole having a banger. Uh, I don't think we've we haven't seen this we haven't seen NXT Adam Cole yet here in AEW, and I think <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity for him to show us what he's got. Yeah. You and I already know what he can do, but uh, yeah, this will be a nice showcase for some of those people that, you know, they can only watch one show during the Wednesday Night Wars. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Going <laughs> to be a great match. Uh, Hangman retains, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because I think next in line, the next champion, I think MJF takes it from him at double or nothing. That's what my... And you know that's the thing we've you know uh, Hangman on Page is only the third aid four third fourth fourth AEW champion and all of whom have had fairly long reigns. So you know TikTok baby oh TikTok Karrion Cross is coming to the ladder match. There you go. I mean yeah there's there's a lot of names we haven't from I mean Bray Wyatt we still haven't seen anything from him. There's tons of names you never know. Uh, Tony Khan, as we speak on Dynamite, has promised some sort of big announcement tonight. May have already happened. Who knows what that'll affect. Uh, but as of now, this is your Revolution card, which looks to be pretty damn stacked. I mean, every AEW pay-per-view always ends up being good. They're always uh, stacked, baby. Although famously, I think last year's Revolution was their worst show ever with that famous uh, barbed wire deathmatch shin. Infamous. Shit show. Infamous. Things. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll end on a lot better note this year, either way. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, very much so. Looking forward to it. Everybody, tune in. Let's give you our very last segment of the week. And that is, of course, by giving you our Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week. Of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. Of the Week. Of the Week. Mike, I will kick you off here on this one. Uh, a lot of the in-ring action felt a little flat for me, uh, despite us being on the road and kind of falling out. Uh, so I'm actually going to go to um, a brand that had nothing at stake. I think Carmelo Hayes. Um, you've been impressing me a little bit more and more week to week, and the big win over Peter Dune, I'm, uh, I'm starting to get on the train. So I got to say, uh, Carmelo Hayes, you're my wrestler of the week. Choo-choo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. We had a lot of solid matches, but nothing, like, excellent, excellent. But, uh, yeah, out of it all, I'll agree with you. Go with Carmelo Hayes. Uh, having a good run here with this North American title. 
and one of the creams of the crop of this new era of NXT. Mm-hmm. We're real excited to see where he goes from Roadblock to Stand and Deliver and looking forward to that ladder match also. That is all the time we have for the show this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Rave, do like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'll be back next week at this time um, with our Revolution Fallout. It's on a Sunday. It's not, it's not Saturday. It's on a Sunday night. So everyone be sure to catch it live. <laughs> Um, Uh, it's a pay-per-view it's not a a premium live event it's a (laughs) pay-per-view imagine if Cody Rhodes is a surprise entrance in the the ladder match yeah sure I'd I'd, I'd boo it the nuclear heat give it to me anyways no it wouldn't be good I'd boo it but anyways Uh, we'll give you all that next week we'll cover everything and more Um, whatever happens I mean Cain Velasquez shot a man. He's a WWE star. <laughs> and a Triple A star, baby. Who knows what's going to happen in the world of wrestling? Uh, and Triple A star. <laughs> but thanks for listening, Mike. You take care of yourself. All right. Bye. Bye.